Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. A member of the industry syndicate. This is where success happens. Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Here's your host, Todd Duncan. All right, so these guys have the mic, and what I'd like you to do is just put your hand up, and if you have a question, uh, I'm gonna come over right behind you, Tim. There we go. Who's got? So tell everybody your name and uh, where you are from and what you do, and let's see what happens. My name is Eric Union. I'm from here. And from here. Been a uh, Duncanite since '99. We go way back, bro. Uh, my question to you, twofold. One is, what is the metric for referral and repeat business from existing clients over a five-year period? How many loans should we expect to get per client? So if I got 200, how many should I get from each one of them over a five-year period? Okay. So part of what I think is really smart for all of us to do is to dollarize our database and to be thinking about what is the value of a repeat piece of business, right? So everybody can clearly see that acquiring a customer is important. Optimizing the customer's experience is huge because if you want a client for life, they're never going to stick with you if those two things don't happen in the first place, right? So the biggest mistake that I think LOs make is they don't do a great job connecting with the people that they have served and helped close a loan. And uh, it's, it's not so much that you're intentionally one and done, but that's what ends up kind of happening. And so from our financial modeling, we think on the bare minimum that in a five-year period of time, every borrower that you close a loan for should give you at least four transactions, either one of their own, two of their own, four referrals, three referrals and you know a second property, whatever the case may be. So if you take a look at that and you realize that let's just use $2,500 in commission for a loan, right? And uh, in five years, we expect four transactions, that's $10,000. So to Eric's point of 200 clients, if you have 200 clients that are worth $10,000, what does that add up to? A nice lunch. It's two million dollars. It's two million dollars. Let's let's have the money song right now. Let's let's do money. Where's that? Crack, crack, crack. I guess that was not Pink Floyd. It is a cash register for wannabe. <laughs> two million dollars. That's a lot of money. Money. (laughs) All right, that's enough of that. But listen, so what if you have 400 clients? What if you have 600 clients? You have 600 clients, you have $12 million in annuity revenue divided by five years. Do you realize what you're making? So I think it's a huge question, and I think in the B2C world, which is what we're, we're feeling in the industry, we're feeling we need to go there, 
you've got to look at the clients that you have that already know, love, and trust you, and you've got to utilize that relationship to pave the way for you to get into relationship with people that don't yet know, love, and trust you, but will love and trust you because somebody says that cares about them, you need to know, love, and trust Todd, or know, love, and trust Robert, or know, love, and trust I knew Brian. I was pausing for effect, Brian. Now, so the question is, um, is it important to stay in touch with your client? Yeah, so watch this. If you want your clients for life, you have to talk to them during their life. And so I would do five a days. I would take my database and I would look at how big it is. I would look at the segmentation opportunity of, you know, maybe the top 20% um, of your clients, whatever that number is. It could be 50 clients, it could be 100, whatever that number is. You decide what their ecosystem has to look like. Is it 10 people? Is it 50 people? Is it 100 people? If you have 50 people that know 100 or 100 people that know 50, either way, okay, and that is your model, you have 5,000 people that you have access to through a relationship that already exists. And when you look at 5,000 people using either one of those combos and you realize that about 10% of those will do a loan in a year, if you have 100 people that know 50 or 50 people that know 100, you have 500 loans a year through that focused effort. Now watch this. If, in fact, half of them don't know a realtor, just half, and the average transaction value for a buy side or a sell side in your city is 10 grand, what is the economy that you could bring to an agent if you had that kind of follow-up or focus? It's monstrous. 250 people at 10 grand is two and a half million dollars. Is that right? Or is it 25 million? Yeah, 2.5. That's huge. It's a great question to start us off with. So where's your, where is your insurance policy for the future? The customers that know, love, and trust you. They will do more to grow your influence and your ecosystem and your ultimate tribe than anything else you can do. Okay, good. Tim, grab the mic. We'll come over here. Who's got the mic over here? Hi. What's your name? My name's Eric Avalos. I'm Hi, Eric. actually not a, not a loan officer. I'm a title rep, so I apologize in advance. This question may not apply to most people in so here. So let me ask you a question. Have you been here the whole week? Yes. So how's it been for you as a title rep coming to Mastery? I, I think it's the best thing I've done. Nice. Yeah, is to come nice. here. Awesome. Well, And I say that because at the end of the day, the sales philosophy is probably the same, right? Our, our, you know, 100%. Our partnership, we're, we're both going after the same type of partner, right? Which is, which is the agents. And so um, I didn't want to go to a realtor a sales event. I wanted to go to a, a loan offer sales event because our model is probably the same as far as going after our business. So that's why I'm here. Anyways, um, my question is right now, our, our business is written in predominantly through the listing agent, right? But what I've picked up on in what you're saying and what you're trying to hammer home is that the model is going to change as far as going after the client, right? We're going from a B2B model to a B2C model through the loan officer, right? So in the future, does the loan offer's influence to write me in become more powerful 
And if so, do you advise that I partner with more loan officers so that I'm written into more deals in the B2C model? Yeah, so this is, this is a beautiful, beautiful question uh, from a guy on the title side, right? So when I was a loan officer, I made a decision early on that if I wanted to get to know who the high-performing agents were and I wanted to be able to have a referral directly into those people, that I needed to, to, to pick a relationship with somebody in my market that would be able to facilitate that. And so I picked a title rep and I picked an escrow owner officer and, uh, and I built a relationship with both of those people. And one of the things that the, my title rep really, really valued is our database got to a point where we had about 6,000 closed loan customers in that database. And every time they came back into the cycle of wanting to purchase a home, my guy got the title. My title rep got the title. I own the client. The agents maybe had come and gone or the agents still would be there, but if the initi initiation of the next deal was to me, then I controlled the, the services. So in 1994, uh, at Sales Mastery, I said, he who owns the lead controls the destiny of the loan and all affiliated services. So yeah, and if you partnered with 10 or 20 or 30 high-performing LOs and they had, I don't know, 500 people each and you had that database where anytime there was a, you know, a deal that was being done or anytime you needed a new title policy and you were that guy, it'd be huge. It'd be absolutely huge. Does it make sense? Yeah, so all day long, 100%. All right, who's next? Yes, sir. Oh. Yeah, let's have some energy in between just to pump up the asker of the question. <laughs> Hi, my name is Scott Stockman. I'm an operating branch manager, uh, producing branch manager from Lake Havasu City, Arizona. I built my business practice for 16 years, and it's been great. It's really been relationship-driven. You know, I've been to eight, nine of these. I took the High Trust Sales Academy 12 years ago. So it's really been geared that Time way. Time for a tune-up. Huh? Time for a tune-up. I was thinking about it. And uh, so what I've really struggled with last, we've seen the rise of these real estate teams with a lot of young people they've hired. And when you go to meet with them, whether it be the team lead or the, the realtor themselves, um, they're really transactional based driven. And so I've really struggled on how to implement our relationship business with a transactional business where it's, it's all about lead gen, what can you bring me? And they don't wanna go deep, they don't really wanna to get to know you, and I've struggled with that. Am I the only one or is, how, how have you heard people overcome that or have they? Okay, so here's the deal right now. What can you bring me is gonna be answered by it starts with you and what you can bring me. We're gonna change the conversation. And, and, and that change is gonna cause somebody to go, what? And you're gonna say, um, yeah. I mean, it really starts with not, what can I bring you? It starts with you answering, what can you bring me? Then, what I can do with what you bring me is gonna blow your mind. So watch what happens here. So there's a conversation that you can have with a real estate agent that that changes forever their thought process about you, a loan officer, and even really what the role is that you can play. So um, with a team lead, 
the team lead is the team lead or the listing agent uh, with all the selling agents. I mean, it is what it is because it is what it is, right? So the job is how do you help those buy side agents on a team transact more business, write more contracts, have more referrals, right? All of that and have it be productive and not just you know, pushing sand from one point to the other. So one of the conversations that we teach in the academy is called the lost leads conversation, and it goes like this. To an agent, I would simply say, how many transactions did you close last year? Let's say they say 25. I'm gonna say, great. How many people did you have to talk to to close 25 transactions? Let's say they say 300. I'm gonna say, great. So 300 people, 25 transactions, that means 275 people you talked to didn't do a transaction with you, is that fair? And they're gonna say what? They're gonna say yes, I'm gonna say great. So do you think any of the 275 other people that didn't use you used another agent? And they're gonna say, and so let's say conservatively that that number is 27. Let's just say 10% of that number used somebody else but they didn't use you for whatever reason. You didn't have the right follow-up, you didn't have the right value prop, you didn't have the right offer, whatever the case may be. Is that a fair number? 27. So then I look him in the eye and say, so just tell me how much do you make per closed transaction? And if all of a sudden they say $10,000, I'm going to say, so bottom line is you left $270,000 on the table last year because you did not have a process to retrieve those leads into contracts and make money from those leads. Is that fair? Last question. Would you like to do something about that? I'm speaking to you as an agent. Would you like to do something about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So now you have them in the palm of your hand, and now you're going to sit down. You're going to talk about everything lead gen. You're going to talk about where you're getting your leads. You're going to talk about their open house strategies. You're going to talk about their internet, their farming. You're going to talk about all of that, and you're going to come alongside them, and you're going to be now um, their lead conversion partner. You're not a lone rep anymore. You're their lead conversion partner, meaning that you're going to take this dialogue and if there's 10 buying agents and you have that conversation with all 10 and they're on a team, what that means is that you take the 270 times 10, we're at 2.7 million. If they're getting their share and let's say it's 60% of the gross and the listing agent gets the 40%, think about the economics of this dialogue. And that's what's happening right now. And, and whether or not it's a big team or not, the bottom line is, is people in the commission world want to make commissions. I know that might sound shocking, but they want to make commissions. And, and your job is to come alongside them and figure out how to help them bring more business from the market that they already know, they already have. Now, let's go back to Eric Union's question. So now you give me a borrower or you give me a lead and I help cross-sell you using the Michael Rakin video and a phone call, and I now transact with that agent. The other thing we know about agents is once the deal's done, it's done, and they do a horrible job following up. Maybe direct mail, maybe a little Christmas, maybe some recipes, this, that, and the other thing, but do you know what percentage of realtors conduct an annual real estate review with a previous buyer or seller, less than 1%. So you know what? If, you don't, if you're not doing that, guess what I'm going to do for you? 
I am going to conduct an annual real estate review with every one of your clients. Now, they are locked into me because they're not doing it and I'm doing it, and it's part of my annual client review. And now when you tell me, as a consumer that we closed a loan for, what your real estate dreams and goals are, and I report that back to the agent, what have I just become? I become super glue. They need me more now than anything else in business, and I can't figure it out. I cannot figure out why agents do not conduct annual real estate reviews with their clients every day and instead go buy 500 leads. I just, I cannot, I, I cannot comprehend it. Now, if you do the annual client review and you have a part of that review, which is real estate centric, let's just say you ask every borrower you've closed a loan for three questions a year. What are your real estate dreams and goals for the next three to five years? And it could be they want to move up. It could be they want to move down. It could be that they want to build. It could be that they want to buy. It could be that they want to do nothing. What are your real estate dreams and goals five years to 10 years? Now you start to get into um, bigger house. You start to get into families growing. You start to get into paying down mortgage. You start to get down to some of these things that you just, you don't know, agents don't know. And if you don't have the knowledge about what people need, you cannot solution them. So in the role that you have to play in the world in which we live, you have to be a solutionist. That, that is what you have to be. And so if I'm reaching out to you and I have a three to five year, a five year plus, the third question is, who do you know in your circle of influence that might be buying, selling, or investing in real estate in the next three to five years? That I could contact based on our relationship to help them the same way I've helped you. And you have five reviews a day, and you're asking five referral questions a day. Where does all that business start to populate back to, Eric? Back to the agents, back to. You call a, uh, you call a family, you know, uh, and you find out uh, when you do your annual review one year out that, uh, you know, they bought a three-bedroom home, they had two kids, husband and wife, and uh, in between the time you close that loan and this call, she's pregnant, three months pregnant, she's got triplets, and uh, they need to get into a bigger house. Say that's a scenario. So what do I have now just with that one phone call? I have the listing back to the original agent. I have the financing on the buyer to buy that home. And I have the financing on the new home that they're going to be buying. I have three transactional values in one phone call based on one pregnancy based on triplets. And just multiply that across the smorgasbord of options that can happen in people's lives. And it's really important that you guys understand that if you are not in touch with your clients, 
you are out of touch with your clients. And if you are out of touch and somebody else touches them, you might lose them. Super important, super important. Hey, thanks for being part of today's episode. I've got a special gift for you I wanna make sure you are aware of. I just released a 25 page ebook entitled The Five Irrefutable Principles of a High Performance Business. These five principles are game changing. There's a lot of methods towards success, but if you ignore the principles, it's very, very hard to know that those methods will work. Go to the show notes below, just click on the link, download this 25 page ebook and see what kind of impact it can make in your business and your life.